Welcome to the Point Church Teaching Podcast. I'm Corey Ickes, one of the pastors here at Point Church in Fort Liberty. We seek to exalt Jesus and equip the saints through expositional preaching and teaching. I hope you're encouraged and uplifted from this week's teaching. It's interesting that we're... Uh, it's, it's hard to believe, actually, in some cases. 2023 came and went so fast for some of us. Um, I think the older you get, the faster it, turn, it tends to get. Uh, the younger is probably are thinking, man, I can't wait until I turn five, or I can't wait until I turn whatever. Uh, when you get this side of 60, you're kind of like, it's time to slow down a little bit, but it keeps moving just as fast, right? <clears throat> I want to just say uh, good morning to you all. I'm glad that so many came out to join us on this last day. That's awesome. Uh, I'm Kevin Gregory. I'm one of the elders of here at Point Church, and as a team, uh, we were trying to figure out how it was the best way to end uh, 2023 and to begin 2024. And so the best way we thought was, as we look back on 23 and see the, both the blessings and the challenges, uh, most of us probably were, are glad to see that door close, maybe. <laughs> Some of us may not be. So glad to see that door closed, but as we're looking forward uh, to 2024, probably the best way to look forward to 2024 is to seek the Lord's face in prayer, and so we're excited about this coming year to be able to do that, and so we're going to spend a lot of day today uh, talking about prayer and then praying, and so be prepared in, in, at the end of this um, we're going to do uh, quite a bit of praying. Um, so many of us, though, I feel like are challenged uh, with praying because we either feel we're not qualified to do it or we just often don't know what to say. Um, but I'm going to share with you, the, the first disciples had the same similar experience and the same problem. And so they asked Jesus uh, to show them how to pray and so we're going to turn to the book of Matthew in chapter 6, starting at verse 5, and I'm going to read nine verses from this passage, and then I'm going to tell you all I'm going to do right now. I'm going to give you some guidance on how to approach prayer, and then I'm going to offer a simple guide uh, using the acronym PRAY, and then we will offer our prayers for 2023 and 2024. But let's look at how Jesus teaches his disciples to pray. Now, children... I've got a message in here, two places specifically for you, so I really need you to pay attention because I need your help, because I can't do this by myself, okay? So are all the kids out there, are you willing to help me with this message? Good, okay, let's, let's get into it. So we're going to start Matthew 6, verse uh, 5, and when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. Hypocrites are those who do one thing and say another. They're not, they don't live out what they say. <clears throat> For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners and they may be, so that they may seem, be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. 
Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you even ask Him. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So let's break this down a little bit. We'll start with the first part. It says, and when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. And these are people that they like to make very flowery speeches and prayers, but they really have no real connection with the Lord. They love to stand and pray in the synagogues, in the, in the churches of their day, and, and they love to stand on the street corners that they may be seen by others. And they dress really, if you've ever looked at the old Jewish garb, for those that were, the, were the, um, of the different orders, they would wear this elaborate decorative stuff and they would stand on street corners and they would pray. Um, and then he says, of course, truly I say to you, they have received their reward. I don't know whether that's going to be a good reward or a bad reward, but I just don't want to be one of them. Do you want to be one of them? I don't think so. Nope, that's probably not a good idea. <clears throat> but first of all, as you hear Jesus tells them that their prayer is not for personal show or personal gain. It's not done to make yourself look good or to show uh, yourself good to others or how great you are at praying. Um, that has nothing to do with it. It says, but when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. See, prayer is personal. That's what Jesus is trying to tell the disciples. It's not a public display. It's not anything like that. Now, this isn't against um, the church praying or the body praying or corporate prayer, any of those. It's just that it's not meant to be a demonstration. <clears throat> and we know this about corporate prayer because Jesus demonstrates it often in front of his disciples. He prays for people. He gets them to pray several times in several places throughout Scripture. But he still specifies to them that prayer, even in group prayer, even when we're going to come and pray here in a minute, is still personal and intimate and it's communicating with the Father. James 5, 6 says this, 16 says, Therefore confess your sins to one another, pray for one another, that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous, those that are right standing with Jesus, their person has great power as it works, as it is working. So we need to pray from a life and a heart that's focused on Jesus Come to the Father just as you are, a sinner in need of a Savior. We all sin, we all fall short of the glory of God, but we all trust Him as our Savior. Secondly, we need to pray simple and sincere prayers. Sometimes, I don't know about you, but when I get in trouble, it's like, help! <laughs> That's as simple as it gets. Help, Lord, I need help, Right? And it says in verse 7, And when you pray, do not, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard by their many words. Jesus doesn't care how many words you use. He doesn't care whether it's 
you know, high words or, or simple vocabulary. That doesn't matter to him. It says, don't be like them. You know why? Because your father knows what you need even before you ask him. Praying is not about how good you are or how flowery your words are or how many times in one session you ask him for the same thing. God knows us so well that he knows what we are going to ask even before we ask him. If it isn't, it isn't in how you ask, it's the fact that you do ask and that you're open and that you're honest and you do it in reverence to God. Asking and seeking. Matthew 7, 7 through 11 says this, Ask and it will be given to you, and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks find, and to the one who knocks it will be opened to you. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So we need to pray with reference, perseverance, and persistence. And we see that even Jesus prayed this way according to the book of Hebrews. In Hebrews 5.7 it says, In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death, and he was heard because of his reverence. Okay, kids, here's where I want you to be a part of this. I want you to think of a cell phone, this cell phone, my cell phone, as prayer. Where have you seen an adult use the cell phone? What are some places that your parents use the cell phone? Is there a place that they don't use a cell phone? <laughs> they use it everywhere, right? We use it everywhere. As long as there's reception and there's power, <laughs> it's on, right? They can use it just anywhere they are, and they do. Just like our cell phones, no matter where we are, no matter where we are, we have a connection to God. We can always pray we can use phones to talk to someone for directions. We can look for help. We can do a lot of things on this phone, right? Tons of things, right? You can talk to God. You can ask him for directions. You can ask him to answer your prayers. There's all kinds of things you can do with a cell phone. There's one thing, though, Dennis, if you, if you pick up the phone, right, and you get ready to make a call, what do you have to do to make that call? Does the phone automatically dial? You have to do what? You have to ask, right? Some are voice activated. You have to say, hey, what? Google, call so-and-so, right? You have to ask. It's the same with Jesus. He's available. He's ready, just like your cell phone. But you got to ask him, Right? you got to reach out and you got to talk to him. And you can do it every day. Just like Jesus says in Matthew 7, 7, you have to ask. Now I have a question. 
How often do you get a chance to ask? And do you ask everywhere and in every way that you can? Right? Ask God for what you need. Ask him specifically and trust that if you need God, that he will provide it. See, Jesus goes on here in, the message, in this passage in Matthew 7. He says, pray, or excuse me, in our Matthew chapter 6, he says this. Here's our example prayer. And we're going to use this prayer, and we're going to, again, finish out with these prayers. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, how be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. In this one short, sweet prayer, Jesus gives us so much powerful things to say and to approach the Father with. This short prayer contains, for the adults in the room, 18 declaration phrases. 23, if you use our our. our traditional one that we've, we've, got, we've come to know and passed down into the church. <clears throat> Our Father says what? It puts us in a relationship to Jesus as sons and daughters of him. That one phrase, a declaration, Our Father. The second one, in heaven, recognizes where Jesus is, and he's alive. Do we realize that Jesus is alive and in heaven? He's in heaven, hallowed, revered, be thy name. This is an adoration statement that there's no greater name under heaven except Jesus. Thy kingdom come is in anticipation of what? Jesus coming again. What a declaration. Thy will be done to, is to consecrate and declare the, that the Lord, he is in control. Do we believe that? We look back at 2023 and we wonder, right, at some of this stuff, but we can honestly say that Jesus is in control of all of it. On earth, on earth, nothing done here is not known by God. Nothing is not known. And then as it is in heaven, confirming that one day that will be the case, everything will be made new and redeemed. Give us, supply us. This day, today, this moment, our need, right? And for our daily bread, our needs, our food and clothing, God knows that. He says what? He will clothe and feed us better than the birds. And forgive us that confession statement. How many of us make confessions every day to the Lord and says, God, I messed that one up, <laughs> you know? Help me to do better again. Our debts, the greatest debt that we have is the debt of death for anybody who's under sin. And praise God that we can forgive debts because Jesus forgave our greatest debt. As we forgive, just as forgive, Jesus forgave us, our debtors, our debtors is showing love and mercy even to those who don't deserve it. If we've been wronged, we need to still forgive those who have wronged us. 
and lead us, guide us to make our path straight, not to temptation, protecting us from the lies of Satan, because that's what temptation is. To believe the deceiver that says things like, you're no good, you can't do that. We need to be protected from that. And deliver us. Give us an out. Bring us salvation from evil. For thine is the kingdom. The faith to believe that his kingdom is now and will be forevermore. And the power, we don't have it. He does. We live under that authority and the glory. Jesus will be glorified and we will revere him forever. Eternity. Timeless. And amen. And so it is, we affirm it. From this simple prayer example and many others that Jesus in Scripture specifies to us, we learn even further in Matthew. It says, when Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And then he says to the disciples, the harvest is plentiful but the labors are few. Therefore, pray, pray earnestly, asking the Lord of the harvest to send out labors into his harvest. So we need to pray specific prayers. We need to pray spirit-filled prayers. Ephesians, Paul tells the Ephesians, praying at all times in the spirit with all power and supplication, asking God for our needs to that end. Keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all saints and also for me that my words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I'm ambassador in chains that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. And then finally, we need to pray in accordance with the will of God. Jesus said as an example in Luke 22 when he says, And he came and went, and as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. And when he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw away, and he knelt down and he prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. But nevertheless... Not my will, but yours be done. The Lord's Prayer is just a framework of what prayer should be that we all should learn. And there are numerous methods out there that we're trying, you know, that you can learn how to better to pray. And I'm going to just teach one that, that we've all agreed as elders was probably a good one to start with. And it's using the acronym, acronym of PRAY, P-R-A-Y. And it follows the Lord's Prayer, which I gave pretty much the same way. The first element of that is to praise. Praise God for all that he's done. Hallowed be his name. All he's done and is doing in your life, all the blessings that you had, we want to praise him for those things. The second part, the R, is repent. Change your mind about sin, which is what the, the word really means, is to turn your life around, turn away from your sins and face Jesus. Repent and confess the need that you need the Lord's help in overcoming sin. Confession needs to be a part of our daily life. Confession does. 
We're so prone to stand up ourselves and say we're great Christians or whatever, whatever. We're not. We're sinners in need of a Savior. That's the reason why Jesus came. And we need him to keep us from sin. The third one is ask. Ask God for the things that you'd like for him to do in your life and the lives of others. Okay, kids, here's where I need your help. <clears throat> we don't always know what to ask God, right? Some of us just ask for whatever, mostly selfish things, right? But I'm going to need your help. Put your hands together as if you're going to pray. And I'm going to teach you some simple method of things that you can ask God for. Now, what is the closest digit on your, thing, on your hand to your body? What's the closest? The thumb. It's kind of the small, but it's the closest to you, right? <clears throat> so what things are closest to you that you think you can pray for? What are closest to you? How about your mom and dad? How about your brothers and sisters? Can you pray for those things? How about your grandma and your grandpa? Right? We can pray for those things, right? Those are good things to pray for. <clears throat> okay, what's the second finger? It's a pointing finger, right? <clears throat> Who are the people that point us in the right direction? Who are some people that point us in the right direction? Teachers? What? Mom and dad can do that. Yeah, they could be that. Who else points you in the right direction? How about your point kids teachers? Right? Your point kids teachers? How about your pastors and your elders? Do they point you in the right direction? Yeah, they can pray. How about policemen or firefighters? Can they also help point you in the right direction? Yeah, there's tons of people that can be a part of that. So you can pray for them if you don't know what to pray for. What's the third finger? It's the biggest one. It's the tallest one, right? <clears throat> who, do, who do we, when we look at that tall one, what do we think of? How about our leaders? How about the president of our country, right? How about the members of our Congress? We may not, it doesn't matter which political party you fall in, we can still pray for them, right? <clears throat> and then how about our local leaders, our county officials, those who are in leadership, we need to be praying for them as well. What's the third finger? This is the weakest one. Chris could probably attest to this because anybody who plays the piano knows that that third finger is the weakest finger, right? It's the ring finger. <clears throat> so how, what does the weak remind of us? How about people who are sick? Yeah, people who are sick, people who are in need. We can pray for those, right? And poor people, yeah, very much so. And then what about the last picture? What about the last one? The pinky. It's the least of these. Sometimes we may feel like the least of these, but this can represent us, right? And we can pray for ourselves. So those are five things that we can ask the Lord for, right? So if we forget when we're praying, we can say, oh, wait a minute, I need to pray for my mom and dad. I need to pray for my teachers. I need to pray for my leaders. I need to pray for those that are sick and those that need Jesus, and I can pray then for myself. Is that, is that cool? Now you'll never forget what to ask Jesus for, right? <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> the last thing we need to do 
is we need to yield to God. He will bring those answers to our prayers in his timing. It's not always what we want to hear, and it's not always the answer that we may expect it to be. But he knows what's best for us, and he has a plan for us. Okay, so now we're going to go into a prayer time. And I've left a whole lot of time to do this. And I'm going to have um, everyone in the audience be participant in this. The first one we're going to pray for is looking back on last year with gratitude. What are some things, and kids and and adults can all shout them out. What are some things, we're going to take this moment to time in prayer. I'm going to read a a passage of scripture. And then we're going to pray about the things of 2023. So what are some things we want to remember from 2023 that we want to pray about? Anybody? Baptisms. Yeah, some, pray, some great baptisms in the church this last year. For what? Old friends. Yes, maybe old friends have moved away that we don't see anymore. That's a beautiful thing to pray for. Awesome. Yep, so those who have left in a mission elsewhere, yes, definitely. What's that? Protection? We're going to talk about that into the future for sure, but we're, we're, we're going to focus a little bit on last, last, this last year. What are some things we have blessed God? <clears throat> Bless us that we've grown despite we lost 33% of ourselves. I'm just giving you an idea. 33% of our families left us last year. And we're still at the same level we were before that happened. So I'm pretty excited about that. That's a, that's a blessing we could be praising, praising God for. <clears throat> Any other things? What's that? That we made it through that year. That's right. That's, that we made it through a year. <clears throat> Anybody want to volunteer to lead us in this part? Or I can. It doesn't matter. No volunteers? Okay, let let us go to the Lord in prayer and thank him for 2023. Dear Lord, we just thank you for this past year. We thank you for the many blessings that you've given us as a body and individuals. Father, some of them we, we look at and say, that wasn't so good. But Father, you had a purpose and a plan for everything that we experienced. Um, Father, for... Um, having to say goodbye to old friends and, and those that had moved on to other missions, Father, was, was tough. I mean, I'll be straight up, we, we had to say goodbye and we had to encourage and move on. And uh, Father, but we thank you for those families and we thank you for what they're doing in the new places that they've gone to. And so, Father, we're grateful that we were able to get to know them and have them be involved in our life. And Father, we pray for um, just social media, that we're able to keep in touch with them, Father. We praise you for that. And we pray that, um, we praise you for the fact that we made it through the year. Father, we just, um, with all of its challenges and with all of its opportunities, Father, we just thank you and we praise you for this last year. And Father, we just ask you uh, to help us as we start to look forward to this next year. We ask this in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. All right. So Colossians 3.17 says this, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Okay. 
We're about to pray for strength and resilience for the new year. Do, do we think that we need strength and resilience for this next year? How many would say that we do? Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. <clears throat> so um, Isaiah 40, 31 says this, But they who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. So I'm going to pray uh, that we receive strength and resilience from our Lord Jesus as we start to focus and, and look into this New Year's. The next thing we're also going to look at is we got to pray and trust that the Lord has got 2024 under control. How many believe that the Lord has got it under control? <clears throat> and he's going to take care of it. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. And then the other thing I think we need to do is we need to pray for God to fulfill our purpose in this coming year. And we're really wanting to strive at Point Church to be disciples who make disciples. And so Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And then the last thing we're going to pray for is unity. And then I'm going to close out our prayer time with the Lord's Prayer. And unity is this. In 1 Corinthians 1.10, it says, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. <clears throat> and so these are the prayers we want to pray when we go into 2024. Is there anything else that the body wants to add that we should be praying for as we start to look into 2024? What's that? Relationships. Yes, we need to build more relationships with more people, obviously. Yes, awesome. And restore maybe relationships that were broken the last year. Maybe we have an opportunity to bring about uh, restoration, and that would be awesome. Anything else? Awesome. More opportunities to be brought into contact with non-believers in the area. That would be awesome. Yes, we need to pray for that. That's nice. Anything else? Nope. Okay, and this last one, if you would stand, we're going to stand praying into the year, and then we're going to close our time in the Lord's, with the Lord's Prayer. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you, Father, seeking your face, asking you, Father, to be with us as we face this new year. We pray as we go into this new year that you would give us strength and resilience for whatever challenges and whatever opportunities we'll face in 2024. Father, we trust that you are Lord 
of this new year and that you have our best interests at heart. And we love you and we praise you and we seek your face as we enter in to this new year. God, we ask that you would give us more opportunities to reach and connect with more people that are lost. Father, we ask that you would help us as we build relationships and as we restore relationships that you, Father, would lead and guide us in every relationship opportunity. And Father, we ask that you would fulfill your purpose in each of us, that we would grow and become closer and closer to you as your disciples, and that as we build these relationships and get to know these people that don't know you, that, Father, we would help them to see you, to know you, and to become disciples as well. And, Father, above all else, we pray this year that you would unify us in all of your mission, in all of your purpose, and all that you want us to accomplish and do in 2024 as Point Church. Father, we humbly come and say, we don't even know what that looks like. But we know that you will guide and direct us in all things so that when we look back on 2024, as we have looked back on 2023, we will rejoice for the baptisms, for the relationships, for those that have become your disciples, for those who are on mission for you, and we will rejoice. Father, we commit this new year to you, and we commit ourselves to you. And Lord, as we close out 2023, with the prayer you've taught us so well to pray, we ask that you would bless us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's teaching. If you'd like to learn more about how you can be a part of what God is doing here at Point, connect with us at www.pointchurch.live. Thank you.